welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, so today we're going to kind of talk about cliffhangers and or open endings in books, which are two different things, but related. Um, and this kind of came out of a discussion that I had with some fellow writers about our thoughts on the two. And I just kind of wanted to discuss ways in which this this may be executed well and, and to be aware of how it may or may not divide a reader base when you're a writer. I personally am of two minds on both ends of this. Open endings, if they are done well, if they're done in a way that I find still satisfying, I very, very much like. Your open endings are, I guess I should go over real quick what open endings and cliffhangers are, even just most people probably know. Your open ending is your Inception ending, for those of you who've seen the movie Inception, where, you know, they, they keep building up this idea of this spinning top and it being the indicator whether you're in a dream or not, whether it falls over or not at the end of its spin. And at the very, very end of the movie, sorry, spoilers, this movie came out at least a decade ago. You're too late. Um, so at the end of the movie, the top is spinning and the film cuts to black before you can see whether it tips over or not. So the audience is left to decide, was it real? Was it a dream? Did the tops tip over or not? Um, so that's an open ending. I think when an open ending is done well, it can be beautiful because it makes mm -hmm. you think about the book and everything that was in it and what it meant. If it's done badly, it can feel cheap. And that's very subjective. Mm -hmm. What's good and bad. Cliffhangers, I personally, I don't know how you feel. It cliffhangers in a series, like in the middle of a series, like between books. I am very anti-cliffhanger. I like my arcs to be fulfilled. Yes. If there's like a if there's like a new plot that's introduced at the end of the book and that has a cliffhanger, I don't mind so long as the arcs that that I that, that the book was introducing me to at the beginning, those are fulfilled, mm -hmm. I'm good. But if if it goes and there's a lot of especially big fantasy books that like have a an arc that begins at the begin beginning of the book and then it doesn't it's never finished by the end of the book, I'm like, um, why are you doing this to me, Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> I think that's a really good point because it's like is the cliffhanger the the fact that the inciting incident is not resolved or is the cliffhanger just like we resolved that and now here's something going into the next book because i think those are two very different things mm -hmm. if it's the second one i'm fine with it as long as you give me like yeah. a, a closure and then a teaser yeah that's different than like just i'm not going to name names but there are a couple of series going from some authors that were previously faves that have now started doing this and I don't like it because they'll like not finish their arc. They'll just be like, dun, dun, dun at the end of the book. And I'm like, but, mm -hmm. but it's not done yet. That's not, that's not two books. That's one book that you yeah. cut in the middle so that you could make me buy two books. And that's, yes. that's where I get mad is because it starts to make me feel, I start to see the marketing. Oh, oh yeah. No, for sure. It's Deathly Hallows all over again, all the time. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it, like once once the theater decided that they could make one book into two movies, 
um, that sort of like roller coastered off, and now like everyone fucking does that because they think they can get more money out of you. But boy, is it getting old! Like for Deathly Hallows, it worked. Yeah, but like it doesn't work for everything. I'm going to say this because I otherwise love this author. I love her books, but one of her recent series did this, and it it made me stop reading her as an author. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Each book ends with a, like, legit cliffhanger. Like, we're about to resolve the tension, and next book. And I'm like, but no, you could have just resolved the tension, and then, like, yeah. let the next book. Like, you, the first chapter of book two could have been the final chapter of book one, and the same way with the others. And yeah. it made me mad at an author I otherwise really enjoyed. Because I'm like, you're trying to get me to buy the next book now, and now I feel like we have an antagonistic relationship. Yeah, it's so infuriating. But, like, you know, part of me wonders, it's like, who was this? Was it her or was it the publisher? Who was like, hey, like, we can make a buck off of this. That's true. I don't know who did it. Because, yeah, you, you just never know. Because, like, that could have been, like, a, a strategic decision. But stop it at. Like, stop whoever, you know, whoever did that, don't do that. That's not fun. Like like to give the benefit of doubt and say maybe she was just like trying something new maybe it didn't like it go. might have been the case <laughs> because just because her, yeah her previous books weren't like that even the ones that were in series it makes me feel like i start to realize the publisher is trying to make money off of me and i don't know whether it's the publisher yeah. or the author but i'm like you didn't give me the whole book so that i would buy the next book oh it's evil they do that shit all the time with those fucking clickbait things like it is it's clickbaity people are like click this so you can see what the 25 most embarrassing moments of everybody's wedding in the world is it's like here's some really like titillating pictures to get you to click on it because we really want your clicks and then you like click on it and you're like whoa wait wait whoa there's like a next button every 10 sentences uh -huh. also like when you like look for all oh, the recipes oh god recipe blogs when you go to look for a fucking recipe <laughs> And you have to read, like, ten pages worth of history first. And not just that, you have to navigate around all the pop-up ads and the ads on the sidebar uh, and the ads in the middle. It's the same yeah. shit. Like, you know, capitalism is a dog. Like, man, like, just, it's actual evil. Like, it's actually evil. Like, it's like, I get, I get it. We're all living in a capitalist society. So on the one hand, I understand we all, we all have to live in the system that we're, that we exist in. So yes take the money and run but also like if your book was good and you finished that particular conflict and then gave me like a but also i would still have read the next book you didn't have to like not finish your resolution so that i would buy it when i was a young boy we could publish books that were three hundred thousand <laughs> words long we didn't have to worry about writing a sequel because publishers were okay with publishing my huge book though now if you are a big author you can get away with the big book you can but uh, i mean this was also this was a ya series and so there's rules about like size Ooh. of ya and stuff like that so i get that but at the same time i'm like i don't know i don't like it libraries were targeted everywhere they're like we have to buy yeah. the next one our fifth graders are going to be so upset if you're gonna write a cliffhanger i honestly just I'm going to be salty here. I don't know if there's a good enough reason to write a cliffhanger that doesn't resolve your initial conflict. I just don't know if that exists. I will say, okay, so I, 
I kind of, I, I kind of spanked Brandon Sanderson <laughs> earlier, and this is what I'm gonna say. This, this is what I'm gonna say is he has an arc, you know, it, that never gets fulfilled in the first book. I don't even. It might be a little fulfilled in the second book. I don't. Even, I don't actually know. Um, but what I will say is. He builds those up so that there's enough different plots that do have arcs that are fulfilled that it's almost okay that the end has a cliffhanger on one of the initial arcs. So it's like it becomes okay because he's done so much other work elsewhere and you've gotten, Mm -hmm. you know, you've gotten a majority of your promises fulfilled. But a lot of normal readers will look at the Stormlight Archive and be like, this is a lot of book. And I can't believe he couldn't get to the end of the first arc in this, you know, 280,000 word novel. There are so many answers that I don't have yet, but I think Brandon Sanderson, sorry for spanking (laughs) you here, but he does have, there is a method to his madness. And I think that if, if you do have a cliffhanger like that, and there is a method to your madness and I trust you enough as an author, maybe, maybe it's okay. I I still get miffed. (laughs) Like I still get miffed. Like I you know, I, I do get miffed. I'd rather have an open ending than a than something that doesn't like I don't know fulfill me. I I just spend so much time reading a goddamn book, so <laughs> I want I want to know I want to know stuff. I think part of it is the like expansiveness of your plot, because like you said, if you're juggling eight plots and six of them get resolved, but two of them are left on cliffhanger, is that that's a little bit different than like a a book that has like one main plot that doesn't get resolved. Yeah. So that's me start getting into some gray areas. But I do think open endings, I do think we need to talk a little bit about open endings as well, because I think if you're going to do an open ending in your book, you want to be, like in many things in writing, thoughtful about why you're doing it. I'll admit the book that is one of my favorites that has the open ending that I can't mention because it's a spoiler. I first finished it and felt a little mad. Just a little bit. Not a little bit. I was just like, that's it? That's I'm like turning the pages at the end that are like blank. I'm like reading into the acknowledgments and I'm like, what? What? No, that's all. And I stopped and I kind of set it down and I was like, huh. And I thought about it and I was like, why did they do that? And it made me think because it's like, okay. It made you think about why it could have been. There were kind of in this case, there were like two branches that it could have taken. And it kind of paused right before you found out which branch was going to be taken. And I was like, I know why they did it because it's up to you because this book is very, it was speculative, but it had a very literary basis mm-hmm. to it. And this is a really common in more, more literary type books um, because it made you stop and think about the themes and the characters and everything that had been developed up to this point. And it was a way to put a pin in like you circling back on all of that. And I kind of liked it, but at first I was a little mad, but, 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 but I came around to it and I could see how not everybody would love it. As someone who just got done with a book that I did not have an open ending at first and then got in big trouble for not having a, a slightly more open ending, I will say that I do kind of like open endings because they keep you thinking about a book mm-hmm. after you finished it. And if you know, and I do this thing with my books where I accidentally always close all the gaps at the mm-hmm. end. Like I, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end every single arc. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it all, and I'm gonna tell the reader exactly what happened to everything. And, and you know, uh, I got so many betas being like, you know, I just can't. Like you've closed everything for me, so I can't really reflect on it. I can't really think more 
construct like I can't I can't put more into this book after I've closed the cover. And there are some books and I'm like, you know, you're right. Like, so I I, I did reread mm-hmm. the ending and it is more open now. And I was thinking, you know, the the open the the books that I like the most have had open endings. And I'm still thinking about them. Yeah. 10 years, 20 years fucking later. Uh the giver. I'm like, I remember the first time I got to the end of The Giver. Uh, by the way, you've had 50 fucking years to read that, so I'm going to spoil it for you. Uh, the end of The Giver is literally the kid, like, drives away on a fucking bicycle and, like, goes to who, whoever the fuck knows where. And that's all we're given. And it's just like, uh, I'm so mad. Like, I was so attached to this character and these themes. And I don't know what happens to him now. And I'm really pissed. But, like, I'm still pissed 20 years later. So, <laughs> I mean, like. Is is that a good thing? Because like it, I guess you know it's definitely uh, emotion evoking. Because uh, I'm still pissed. I will say, I guess the book that had the open ending that I am talking about is 11 years old, so that might be past the moratorium. I'm debating whether I should mention it. Tell us what it is. It's Deathless by Catherine M. Valente. Oh, uh, which uh-huh. I've heard this one before. I've heard people say the same thing before. Yeah. And it's it is in my top books of all time. And here's the deal: if it didn't have the open ending, I don't know if it would be. You know, see, because the open ending made me think about it. It made me stop and really yeah. think about the book. But the difference between the open ending and the cliffhanger is the open ending is saying, "Hey, this is where the story stops. The rest is in your head. Yep, like it's it's on you now." Yep. The cliffhanger is saying, "But wait, we will tell you, just not yet." And that's what I don't uh, like about it. It's because yeah. it's not open. It's just making you wait. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what I don't like yeah. with the cliffhanger. And there have been, and there's a difference between like cliffhanger chapter ending. That's different because you turn the page, you can choose to keep going. There's TV shows that end seasons on cliffhangers that then never get renewed and no one ever finds out. I have watched several of them. Yeah, I was about to attack you where it hurt. I was about to attack you where it hurt and be like, okay, like, there was an arc that was started at the beginning of Our Flag Means Death, and then they left us on a cliffhanger in the very last episode. I'm not going to say what that cliffhanger was, because it is very new. And we get season two. But let me tell you, everybody listening, it's a really nasty cliffhanger. It's a huge theme. I'm like, whoa. I'm not as bad on TV shows as long as it's not the big question. And in this case, it wasn't the big question. The big question was, it's not in a good place, but it is answered. Um, it's not answered where we want it to be, <laughs> but it is answered, uh, <laughs> like the main question of the show. And this is related to that, but it isn't the main question. So I'm okay leaving that for another season of a TV show. Anyways, that was a weird tangent, but back on books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think really, if you're going to do a cliffhanger, especially in a series, really double think, like think twice about that. Um, and have a really good reason for doing so. I think open endings can be really effective. But cliffhangers in the middle of a series, think about why. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how yeah. pissed off people are going to be. And I know there's a weird writer thing to be like, oh, <laughs> I made my writers cry, which sometimes is kind of fun. <laughs> but you don't want them to be mad. Right. Right. You want your writers to feel things because of your story, because that's the point. Uh, well, not the only point, but one of the points is to make bring people right. on this emotional journey. But you don't want that thing to be mad at you, the author. Right. 
So, okay, sorry, I got rambly. Do you have any last thoughts? <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just letting you go. I'm just gonna like <laughs> wind it up and let it go. Sometimes that's what you gotta do, free bird. Yeah, I think that's a good spot to stop this one. That then. Yeah, that's it. We're good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So every other Friday, you can join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for the live stream. And to see the upcoming schedule, you can check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links or information. Thanks for listening. <laughs>